Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, October 25th, and this is your FT News Briefing. 10 Downing Street has a new resident. Today, Rishi Sunak will become the UK's youngest prime minister in modern times. Tory lawmakers voted him in after months of political turmoil. There's certainly a part of the Conservative Party which is crying out for some sobriety, a guy who, you know, unlike Boris Johnson, does not take lots of holidays. DFT's Henry Mance will tell us more about Sunak and his challenges. Plus, we'll tell you why Chinese tech stocks nosedived on Monday. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The UK's former Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, will become the country's prime minister today. Tory lawmakers crowned him after two challengers, including former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, dropped out. Here's Sunak in a speech yesterday. We face a profound economic challenge. We now need stability and unity, and I will make it my utmost priority to bring our party and our country together. Markets loved the news. UK government bonds, or gilts, rallied. So did pound sterling. And the 42-year-old may just be what the Conservative Party needs right now. To find out more, I'm joined by our chief features writer, Henry Mance. Hi, Henry. Hi, Mark. Okay, so what did Conservative Party lawmakers find so appealing about Sunak that they overwhelmingly voted him to be their leader? I mean, he's squeaky clean. He's like, even within politics, where British politics, where everything's at like close quarters, where everybody has gossip about everything else. People don't really have a bad word to say about Rishi Sunak until recently, until he really got caught up in the thick of leadership campaigns. But he was, you know, right from school days to Goldman Sachs to now has been like diligent, ambitious. He looks the part. He looks sort of suave. He he can speak well, but he can also be a bit geeky. And his acceptance speech yesterday, he sounded robotic. He did not inspire many people watching that. And I think there will be a difficulty in transitioning from being a competent finance minister, effectively, to communicating on a wider range of issues to really emoting for the nation. Okay, so he has his communication challenges set out in front of him, be a little bit more emotive to the people. Let's talk about his background a little bit. Uh, As I mentioned, Sunak isn't just the UK's youngest prime minister. He's also the first UK prime minister of color. His family is of Punjabi origins. They immigrated to the UK in the 1960s. What does this all say about the Conservative Party, the direction they're headed in, and the UK more broadly? There's nuance here because traditionally, people have thought, and people on the left certainly have thought of people of color as aligned to the Labour Party, as aligned to the left. Um, and I think there's a realization now over the last couple of years that actually the, uh, the picture is much more complex. So I think it says, if you look at senior ministers now, indeed under Liz Truss, that there are several very senior ministers, the foreign secretary, the chancellor, who are people of color. And that that is a real change from, say, the 1980s, when Margaret Thatcher was in power, when the Conservative Party was sometimes openly hostile, but certainly implicitly hostile to people of color. And and so I think it's a real moment of change. And and certainly to have um, a Hindu as prime minister for a a country where we still have a Church of England, an official religion, which is um, a Christian one, that's a real change. And that's a real sign of, of the diversity of Britain. And, and I think a lot of people across the spectrum will be welcoming of that. What, what can we expect out of Rishi Sunak, economic policy-wise and, and otherwise? So Rishi Sunak is, I think, a, a pretty conventional right-wing economic thinker. 
Uh, he's from the right wing of the Tory party. Uh, he backed Brexit, so he, he backed leaving the EU. But he wasn't really um, prominent in that debate, and he wasn't really on the hardline edge of the Brexit camp. Um, so I think you can expect him to prioritise fiscal conservatism. That's um, you know not seeing debt rise uh, significantly as a proportion of uh, GDP. He'll want to trim spending where possible. He may put up some taxes to close the gap. That's something that you know, some on the right of the Conservative Party, his own wing, were unhappy with. He'll look to have lots of incentives for business. And then eventually, as the election comes around in 2024, maybe the beginning of 2025, he'll look to have some cuts on on income tax. He can say rewards those who work hard. Henry Mance is the FT's chief features writer. Thanks, Henry. Thank you. If you want to know more about Rishi Sunak and his new government, I'll be hosting a Twitter space today along with FT political analysts. That's at 5 p.m. London, noon, New York. I'll tweet out a link to it. My handle is at M-F-I-L-I-P-P-I-N-O. Shares in leading Chinese tech companies tanked on Monday. This was after China's Communist Party wrapped up its once-every-five-years Congress. That's when President Xi Jinping secured an unprecedented third term as president. If that wasn't enough to make some investors uneasy, the country's third-quarter GDP numbers came up short of the government's growth target. Here's the FT's Hudson Lockett. It was a classic double whammy. No one was really happy about Monday's GDP reading, but nor were they happy about the trajectory for policymaking coming out of the 20th Party Congress. And so the hardest hit sectors, which sort of led markets lower, were tech. And generally speaking, they are the stocks that have been hardest hit by the past probably 12 to 14 months of regulatory crackdown under Xi Jinping, who has been sort of making Alibaba, Tencent et al. feel the pain as Chinese policymakers have reprioritized sort of national security over economic growth. And we saw markets reacting to the prospect of more of the same. All right, Hudson. So what, what does this mean for big global investors like SoftBank, which have placed pretty big bets on Chinese tech stocks? Well, it's going to put more pressure on anybody who hasn't already cashed out to cash out more quickly for SoftBank, but equally for anybody who was kind of hoping for Chinese tech to come out of the last week of the 20th Party Congress looking more attractive and sort of under less pressure from Beijing, uh, that certainly has not proven to be the case. And so I think we can look forward to more selling pressure in the weeks and months ahead. So is there anything that the party can do to calm markets? Well, yeah. It, the thing is, it's not really clear that they really care terribly much about what markets think. If you look at the lineup of the current Chinese Communist Party Politburo, it's a team that you would not look to calm markets, for example, as you did in, I think, March it was, when Liu He, one of the top Communist Party leaders, came out and said, everything is fine. Uh, we're here to support markets. And suddenly foreign investors became quite enthusiastic once again about Chinese equities. There is no indication that we're going to get somebody who has that sort of background or mediating experience that can calm international investors and sort of tell them everything's okay, it's fine. Hudson Lockett is the FT's Asia Capital Markets correspondent.
Before we go, we want to remind you of our FT Edit app. Every day, our editors choose eight of their favorite stories on a wide range of topics and put them on the app. It's like a curated roundup of some of our top stories. Download FT Edit for free for the first month, and then it's just 99 cents a month for another six months. We'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can download it. For now, FT Edit is only on iPhones. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.